everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. Today we have your host Dylan. Zach will be able to make it today. No biggies though. We have another awesome co-founder of an up-and-coming shoot e-com brand. They launched in April. They're about to hit seven figures right before Q4. They're roughly spending, you know, six figures for the year on it. I'm sure they're going to scale up hardcore next year. But introducing Kendall Shaw. How's it going, man? Thanks for jumping on this. Thank you, Don. Thank you for the amazing intro. I'm looking forward to looking over these ads and uh, continuing the conversation here. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've been kind of following you around on Facebook, you know, seeing screenshots of this kind of brand are scaling up. And I was like, man, this is kind of happening in the middle of a pandemic. So this is a super interesting kind of study, more or less, to where I think there can be some extreme value on there. But before we kind of dive in, kind of get everybody a little bit of background of kind of what you're getting into, um, the specific business in question, I know we kind of want to keep it more brand X. Um, right. Kind of an idea of you know how up and coming this is, how fresh kind of your role there, just so people For kind sure. of have some context. Yeah, so I would say you know a little background about me. You know, I am the founder of Maybach Media. We're a digital marketing agency, so we only work with e-commerce and uh, information product businesses to help them you know generate leads and sales. So we had a client of ours reach out to us. They had a unique supplement product. Um, they just reached out to us. Uh, one of our clients, we actually ran ads for their Airbnb program. And they just hit us up and they're like, hey, we have this cool product. Uh, you know, this is actually in March. Um, we have this cool product and I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a big market for it. Um, you know, let's partner up on it. And I was like, okay, cool. And we had an initial meeting and it was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I always got really lazy. I was busy scaling our agency and built the site in like probably like an hour and just launched ads like three weeks later. And then we just struck gold the first day we launched ads. We had a thousand dollar day with like a couple hundred dollars in ad spend. So after that, I was really excited just because, you know, uh, and as you know, Dylan, as well as being a media buyer, when you have a good offer and you have you do well the first couple of days, you know you have something good with like the bare minimum, just basic image ads. So after that, uh, that was April 13th. Uh, fast forward to April 13th, we've done about $670,000 in revenue at 40% net profit. Um, just super duper good with a recurring revenue uh, repeat customer rate is probably about 30% currently as well. So um, have, haven't had any issues with ad account bands or page feedback score, page feedback score is like a five. Um, and it's been a blessing, you know, God is good. And it's been a really great experience being able to, you know, have my own brand that's going to scale to multiple seven figures and going through that process. I've learned a ton of lessons and I'm really excited to, you know, drop some value here on this with us. Hell yeah, man. So is this your, is this your first time getting this deep into kind of a business kind of ground up? Yeah, I would say this is my first time scaling an actual like physical product brand to like multiple seven figures. You know, I've done drop shipping in the past, but like, you know, as you know, with drop shipping, it kind of like uh, once you have like a good product, products can die out and stuff. But uh, with drop shipping after um, after the product dies out, you're kind of just there. But, you know, with this, you know, if our return on ad spend starts to die down, we know it's not really the product. It's more of like the angle or the copy we're using has died out. And we need to, you know, refresh, refresh the offer. So that's kind of the going through that whole experience has given us a lot of uh, valuable insight just because, you know, we are a marketing agency too. You know, we do have equity in this business, but we also, you know, my whole entire team does run the advertising for um, this business. So it's given us a lot of insight and it's also allowed us to really test a lot of strategies with media buying and direct response marketing. And that's what's helped us actually not only grow the business massively, but also grow our clients as well. 
Yeah, man, I think that's super cool how you can kind of test on this, implement it for your clients. I have a buddy named Dan and we had him on the podcast maybe like months ago, but they're a massive agency as well. They have maybe three or four of their own brands and they do all of their tests on their brands and implement it for their clients. So, I mean, I think you got yourself here a really cool little golden nugget to help scale the agency side on top of this, but, you know, super snazzy, man. And shouts out for, you know, all the success there. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. I mean, it's really been such a great opportunity. You know, I wouldn't have said without my client, you know, I would have never been here because I had no idea. I had no idea what the product was before they reached out to me. Um, and fast forward to now, you know, we're doing crazy numbers, wholesaling deals, and you know, have a whole warehouse and the three PL. Just going through all of that has really given me a lot of insight. Just because, you know, for a lot of agencies, they only see the back end of running the media buying, but there's so much more that really goes into it, and that's really helped us, you know, improve the results that we've gotten um, for our clients as well as for our own brand that we use ourselves. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of results, let's go ahead and segue into our rich ad, poor ad side of things. So man, you sent me over this ad, um, you know, just so everybody kind of has some context. I'm not going to read it, you know, word for word, but essentially we have a product that, you know, cleans your system immediately after the first use, you simply stir this flavorless you simply stir this flavorless gel into coffee, tea, or smoothies. Um, it's kind of a user-generated kind of video-oriented here. But can you mm-hmm. kind of give everybody some context on, you know, what the ad is, who it's speaking to, you know, how y'all kind of, how y'all kind of more or less strategize the specific ad, and you know, yeah, them. for sure. Yeah, I would say um, so. Just a little context. Um, our marketing agency, we actually are a partner. So we have equity in, um, you know, we're something we might be doing a lot of things, but we do have equity in a influencer marketing business. Um, I would say that's been really key into the, uh, our scaling strategy for this business, just because, you know, uh, there's really like a lot of different content styles. I know, you know, Josh knows someone I look up to heavily and we're looking at a lot of the big DSC brands that have scaled really fast. We've noticed that a lot of them have a really large emphasis on user generated content and repurposing that UGC into like different content styles, you know, editing it, et cetera. Um, someone I look up to is uh, Savannah, social Savannah on Twitter, uh, Savannah Sanchez. She's really big about UGC as well. Um, so when we launched this brand, you know, we initially launched it with just basic image ads, and you know that scaled us up to you know I'd say like probably four to five k a day in revenue. But we knew once we started adding user generated content and uh, testing the user generated content, that's how we were able to have consistent six figure months and consistent five figure days. Um, so that ad right there basically is just a piece of user generated content that we sent to one of our influencers, you know, we do influencer campaigns every single week and every single month, um, sending our product to influencers. Um, and we don't even really care, honestly, just being transparent, um, just for our brand, brand that we don't care about making, making the sales on the influencer. We, what we do really care about is the actual content piece, because when you use user generated content, um, in advertising, we've seen extremely low CPMs that ad, uh, we probably spent about a hundred dollars for that influencer. And, We've probably made, I would say that ad, we made about $160,000, $170,000 at like a 3.4, 3.5x um, with a good spend behind it too. And uh, just to keep in mind, we launched this brand in April. So we actually ran started running that ad, I would say in like mid-May or June. Man, so this single ad alone did well over six figures. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's also UGG's piece. And it cost you 100 bucks for this one influencer? Yeah, yeah. And the influencers are so happy with it because, you know, they get a ton of brand exposure, right? You know, and we get a content piece, they get the product, they get paid. So everyone's happy. And that's really been one of our key uh, and will continue to be one of our key ways to scale just because, you know, once you get a brand up and running, 
and you have your paid acquisition strategy down, it's really not about media buying to grow. Because media buying, and as you know, it's kind of like media buying is cool, but like that's not what's going to grow your business. You have to focus on the copy, the offer, the landing pages, and the content of your ads. And once you do that, you know, like <laughs> from my experience, you can slap a broad campaign, no targeting. And if you have a good copy, good creative, good landers, and good offer, you're going to crush, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you said it best right there. That's, I think that's a great approach there and a great, you know, area of focus. Now, when it comes to these influencer deals, I know you spent 100 on this. Do y'all have different models for compensation? Hey, we'll play, pay you a fat, flat fee. Um, we'll send you the product. Maybe we'll give you a percent of sales. How do y'all kind of structure those just in case somebody's looking to maybe get in the influencer game and have some sort of idea of where to even, you know, get started there? Yeah, yeah. So, like, for some of our bigger influencers, you know, on our brand, we've had celebrities reach out to us and they've posted the product. You know, what we've done for them is, is we just gave them for like the really big influencers. We gave them free product and didn't even ask any, ask them to post just to build relationships. And that's a really big thing about influencer marketing. It's less about like asking for certain things. It's really just about the relationship building. But I would say the majority of our strategy is working with micro influencers. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has less than like, I would say 150, 200,000 followers, I would consider personally micro just because, you know, once you're above that following, most of those people who actually have their own like physical product brands or brand deals of that nature. Um, so our strategy is we just pay them, you know, we ask them what they want and most influencers don't really know how to charge the pricing. So they either overcharge or undercharge and uh, we just ask them what they want and we just pay them, get the content and then we have them post. And then um, our influencer marketing team, um, they just basically go and take all that content and they basically track all the analytics from the actual campaign. Um, and this is something we're doing on a, on a weekly, week, a weekly and monthly basis to give you an idea. You know, we just set up a campaign that we probably spent about $2,500 on, on the campaign to set it up as well as the $1,000 fee to our influencer marketing agency that we, uh, we work with and have a percentage in. Um, and basically they manage the whole entire campaign and we're probably going to reach like 1.7, 1.8 million people, um, across all the different personal pages. Um, and not only will we make revenue from that and brand awareness and, you know, that those people get in your middle of funnel since the middle of funnel audiences are people who engage with your page, but we're really just, we're really banking on the actual content piece. Um, I would, I care more about the content, less about the actual post, just because the post is cool, but the revenue is really made when you, you know, post the actual content piece. Not, I mean, you use the content piece as an actual ad. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense there. Now, I think a key concept to kind of take away from this is the micro-influencer side. You know, of course, they right. know what they want to do, but they don't maybe know their worth yet. So I, I feel like I heard Josh speak about this from Try Snow maybe two years ago. And shoot, he's probably still doing that these days. But I mean, it's, it's a great way to kind of, you know, build rapport, as you mentioned, relationships or everything there. So where you can probably get in on the ground floor, you know, a hundred bucks. Hey, we'll see the product, maybe two or three videos. So where you're going to get a little golden nugget like this to where you can put, you know, shoot, you know, five figures behind to generate six figures. So I think it's a killer example of how powerful influencers are, no matter what their size is. Right. Well, hell yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. So the power of influencers, I mean, I still can't believe this costs a hundred bucks and generated six figures, but dude, that's, that's quite <laughs> we'll only generate six figures because we decided to test it. You know, I think that'd be a really big thing because prior to this, you know, I've told all my clients that, you know, we need an influencer strategy and you guys need to use it. And, you know, when you have a drop shipping store, you can have an influencer strategy, but it's not going to be at scale, nor will it be 
at like the level of uh, how do I say this consistency, you know, yeah. cause it's like, it's like, it's a non-branded product. Um, but when I, we started testing this for our own brand, that's when we really saw the breakthrough results, um, especially on the top of funnel, right? Just because once you get the people in the middle and bottom of funnel, like your ads can be different, but it's your ads don't have to be as like influencer based. It's more of like value benefits, discount codes, et cetera. Whereas with the top of funnel for at least, uh, these products, it was really just like showing the value and like catching people's attention. And it was really just a good testimonial piece of content. Oh yeah. And no, I, I think creative is so with your influencers, are you more of a volume kind of guy on the creative take what you can kind of get? Do you have a set plan there? Um, just kind of test it and kind of see what pans out or are you more of a quality game there? Yeah, we're definitely on a volume game mm. just because, you know, you can't really be quality control of influencers. I mean, you can obviously, but like our influencer agency that we work with is called power agency. Um, like I said, my marketing company is, uh, we decided to become a minority partner in this business um, after we tested it on our own personal product and we saw the results. So we were like, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we want to offer this service to our clients? Right. Um, but we just, we're really just in a volume game and making sure that the video content that they're posting is genuine um, because it's really about the video and the image content that they're leveraging, just because you're going to be able to leverage that. And it's also like a mini testimonial. So like something we're working on now, here's a free nugget is we're using a Zipify pages. I'm sure you know what Zipify and Ezra Firestone. So yeah. we're testing some Zipify pages and just posting like a, excuse my friends, a shit ton of user generated content for testimonials and having as like a testimonial retargeting landing page. Just because we're on Shopify right now and Shopify is great, but I'm nowhere near like a UI UX developer or coder at all. <laughs> um, so we're going to test that for the middle and bottom of funnel, you know, testing different landing pages, testing different copy, different, you know, marketing angles. Um, so I would really feel like the key to success of scaling this brand was like, obviously, you know, running ads is great, but really, you know, direct response marketing, you know, having a great copy and direct response marketing background, plus, you know, leveraging that user generated content was really what allowed us to scale so fast. Um, as well as having a good product, obviously, but those really key fundamentals can be leveraged across any niche. No, and I think you're spot on there. I mean, yeah, you're, you're definitely on point. Now, this has been very lucrative and I'm totally about it. But let's go ahead and segue this bad boy into our port ad segment. Now, Kendall, go ahead and check out your messenger, man. Um, since you're in kind of in the drop shipping realm, I thought it'd be fun to find a very shitty drop shipping app. <laughs> so, you know, go ahead, rip it apart. What are your first thoughts when you see this bad boy? The first thought is, I don't even know how they got this approved by Facebook. It's like, <laughs> she looks like, that girl looks like fully butt naked. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think this is like one of those people that are trying to get like, uh, get rankings on Amazon. Um, that's what I'm assuming. This just looks like they slapped the AliExpress ad on 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 Facebook. And this person, I don't think they speak English. Oh, the, the yeah. grammar is totally messed up. <laughs> oh, oh this is the best part. We we I think we ripped we roasted this one a while ago, but due to the whole drop shipping background, I'm like, this is gonna be a fun one. And just so everybody has some context, it's a, a random brand called Embrush. Hey, get your back brush now. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get your back, keep your body clean. Want to grab it on Amazon? Place an order on Amazon. We'll cover the full price for you. New Amazon accounts are not eligible for this offer. So there's limited stock. Hurry, I'll get it today. So we have a trash ad, very contradicting on the English side of things. Um, place an order on Amazon, but new Amazon accounts are not eligible for this. So 
I think you're spot on. Went to Alibaba, copied some descriptions, copied the images to where we have a shitty ad here. <laughs> Very shitty ad. I like how it's optimizing for the messages too, you know, not even going to Amazon, just straight to Messenger. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Would, would you buy this? Would you buy this if you saw this? <laughs> if they targeted me, I would report that shit, man. Heck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I man. Mean, I mean, I would test it. I, I could test it, you know. I might, yeah. I might steal it and test it myself, honestly, but I would not buy that now. This is the kind, just from that send message, I'd be curious where it links to where I want to see their follow-ups just so I could, you know, I want to roast the front end, but I want to roast the back end too, you know? So it'd be kind of funny to see how terrible their automation is. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, what a shit ad, you know, it always lines up the mood a little bit with that bad boy. All right. So the like, most exciting segment, you know, rich ad, poor ad, rich dad, poor dad, take a page out of that book more or less. Um, but we'd love to kind of dive into some, you know, financial principles, maybe some tips on testing, scaling with y'all launching in April. I would imagine cash flow, you know, may have been a question how to scale right. subscription kind of model. So you may not have broken even within 30, 60 or 90 days. But based on, you know, y'all's life, life scale of the business so far, what kind of, you know, financial tips would you have for somebody maybe looking to do something similar? Maybe they're scaling mm -hmm. up. What kind of tips you got for the, the people out there? Yeah, that's definitely a really good question. So on the note of the financials, I mean, we were just blessed that we all owned our own businesses. So, you know, we just put a couple of thousand dollars in, right? Um, and just tested it, right? We bootstrapped the whole entire business. Uh, no outside money, literally bootstrapped it from, from day one. And that was honestly, you know, obviously it's the first year in business. So getting a warehouse, getting other packaging stuff. And, you know, we also do our own 3PL, right? We don't have like a 3PL company. Don't plan on hiring one anytime soon just because uh, just from exp our own personal experiences as well as like we want to have quality control on our products since it is a supplement. Um, mm -hmm. So going through that experience, I definitely would say on the financial side, the first thing is something that we didn't leverage that I wish we would have just due to it being a new business. We couldn't get uh, um, we couldn't get uh, credit initially um, until like after a couple months of bank statements, obviously. So if I could go back in time, I would have definitely started leveraging credit instead of uh, debiting. Um, we were debiting our Facebook advertising spend. Um, that would just sort of help with cash flow, right? Especially when you know you're doing six figure months. Um, mm -hmm. Fast forward to now, obviously we're using credit, um, but that would have been the first thing. The second thing is um, this is actually kind of funny. Shameless plug, but um, really mm -hmm. knowing how much you're netting. Um, with we built our own software company called AdGuru. We can touch on that a little bit later. But with our software that my agency owns called AdGuru, it shows you like how much you're netting uh, per ad set per campaign. Like not your ROAS, but like your net ROI. So like after your product cost, your shipping, employee, like literally every cost, right? Um, and I would say that honestly helped a lot because um, Adagru was actually like was developed I'd say like two months ago, so we were able to start using it to analyze our campaigns, um, and that helped us a lot with scaling. Just because you know some campaigns, Facebook's just going to show you the ROAS, but it doesn't show you you know how much you're actually taking home. So um, I'd recommend using AdGuru or, you know, even going using like order metrics so you can really see your numbers on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so that really helped with cash flow. Did you um, have set KPIs to kind of meet there in the beginning and then in the end? Because I'm kind of curious on, you know, the returning customer rate, how you were able to kind of come right. up with, you know, KPIs without really knowing about them yet. So I'm kind of, was yeah. kind of going in the dark or just hoping. Yeah, so we had our break-even cost per purchase for sure. But, you know, we were just blessed. When we launched the offer, right, we were getting, you know, really, really cheap cost of purchases, like give you an idea, let's say our break even cost of purchase. I'm not going to give the exact numbers, 
uh, just because competitors will probably listen to this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's say our break-even cost purchase was like $25. Like when we launched initially, we were getting like $7 to $12 purchases okay. and we're selling a consumable. So even if we were losing money on the front end, we know if we have good customer service, good email marketing, and um, and a good uh, follow-up remarketing and retention system that will make money. And we are very profitable on the front end as well as hyper-profitable on the back end. And we'd even have enough time. And we actually haven't even launched the subscription side of our business yet. We just have had repeat customers and we have a really kind of segueing into the next point, really making sure you have your Clavio set up correctly initially. Mm. Um, I would say that's something you want to set up like after you launch for like a week or so. So you know that like you obviously have a proven product and offer. Um, I just paid an email marketing agency, my buddy, Kobe Gatsby. He's a great guy as well. Um, we paid him to do all of our campaigns, all of our email flows. And it wasn't cheap, but having that system in place, you know, makes having your backend uh, set up really well. Um, as well as, you know, diversifying your ad spend across other platforms, right? Um, you know, most people who listen to this probably only do Facebook ads, which Facebook ads are amazing. But we really tested a lot of pay-per-click, a lot of uh, cold search on Google. Um, and that really helped us uh, diversify our blended return on ad spend. Um, you know, and that really, really goes from there. I would say that's the main thing. Yeah. I, and before the call, I know, you know, you mentioned something big came up. Is that something you can kind of bring up on the Shopify capital side or? Yeah. So we are just, once you start doing revenue, we um, Shopify capital just offered us, I think, like $30,000, $40,000 um, for percentage of sales. And we're on Shopify plus because, you know, if you're, if you run out, if you have problems with, um, if you have problems with your ad account or your customer service, you're going to get kicked off the Shopify payments immediately. But we haven't had any issues. You know, our chargeback ratio has been way below even one percent. I would say it's probably like 0.2 or three percent at the max. You know, maybe less than after like over twenty thousand orders, we've had less than like a hundred chargebacks, right? Um, so they just offered us some funding, and we took it just to get more product. Uh, test other products and we're also expanding into Amazon and other sales platforms like Etsy um, just because you know e-commerce is booming as we all know and at the end of the day we want to look at the business from a straight business perspective and if you're not if you have a proven product I recommend selling it on other platforms just because the buyers are already there and it's their platforms um, and if you have good packaging you can get repeat buyers um, pretty easily like you know they might follow your Instagram if they purchase from Amazon or Etsy, and then, you know, now you have someone that you can re-engage with if you're running retention campaigns and retention campaigns are super duper awesome. Now on the Shopify capital side, is it kind of a, a I think it was like a percent of sales you mentioned, but is there also an interest rate or a fixed fee or is it just straight a percent of sales? You know, yeah, I think it's of- a percentage sales. Um, I can make check my email real quick. I'm pretty sure it's like a percentage of sales. Plus like they obviously they're making money on it too. Um, Excuse me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just a percentage of sales and, and they kind of just go from there, really. No, that makes total sense. Because yeah, we ended up having another brand on maybe last week or the week before. And I'll send you this recording, but he did PayPal Capital, Shopify Capital, and he has some nightmares. <laughs> so I'll send you that, you know, a shameless oh, Lord. <laughs> podcast, but it's cool to get other perspectives um, just because, you know, luckily people have been through these ropes before. So it's good to get, you know, how did it work for them? Maybe what kind of deal did they get just to kind of see where you're sitting in the, you know, that whole environment. Yeah. I think it's like 17% of sales or something around there, which okay. is cool. Like, um, it's cool. Not... So fast too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not too worried about it just because 
we know that capital is going to allow us to go into other markets and scale faster. And, you know, we actually paid Welling Media. I know, you know, Chandler and them yeah. um, just paying more for more content. You know, it's going to be worth taking the investment just because, look, we can reinvest our money, but why not use other people's money? You know, oh, and that's that stems to the final question of this. Once that Shopify capital kind of runs out, what's y'all's next plan? Is it a VC, you know? more some more debt you know what's y'all's thoughts on to kind of ramp it up because y'all are doing this good you want to add more fuel to the fire so i'm kind of curious right. what's after top of my capital. yeah i would know. say definitely getting a line of credit um a very large line of credit or just getting a private investor to buy out percentage of the business mm. um we have a lot of options just because we're the store has done well you know yeah. and it's done well really quickly but we haven't even really started exploring those options um, if we were looking for anything, it would probably be like a, you know, hundred, $150,000 investment around there and just use that to really just catapult the the marketing side. We can obviously bootstrap it too, but you know, we, as the partners in my business and I can speak on their behalf as well, definitely would like to pay ourselves out more just because we have bootstrapped from day one. So I know if we got an investment, obviously we'd pay ourselves a percentage of that and then reinvest a good portion back into the business. Um, on just continuing to to scale, um, using that for a lot of bigger influencers, you know, maybe paying some big celebrities, um, things of that nature. Man, this has been juicy and interesting, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. Well, Kendall, man, how can you know anybody kind of get in touch with you? You know, we we dove into some super nitty gritty infos and killer ads, some terrible ads, some cool little, you know, kind of financial tips more or less, but how can, you know, anybody kind of get in touch with you? What are you getting into? I know you mentioned ad guru, um, but yeah, kind of, you know, what's that little, you know, last minute pitch. You're welcome to kind of get it out there for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you know, uh, you guys are more than welcome to check our website out. It's called Maybach, M-A-Y-B-A-C-H-Media.com. You know, um, that's my main company, my main entity. Uh, my Instagram is just my name, Kendall without the E. So K-N-D-A-L-L, you know, got the OG username, <laughs> <laughs> but shameless plug, but, um, you know, touching on ad guru, um, as an advertiser and a brand owner, I really see like both sides of the eight ball. And I think it's super important to, uh, you know, have a tool that's going to optimize your ads and help you scale. So I would say for anyone who's interested in, you know, really scaling even further, I would love to show you guys more about our software, but. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, to anyone listening, you know, now is a perfect time if you're in the e-commerce or really any advertising industry, online advertising is about to blow, basically blow up these next few months. So if you guys have any questions, you know, more than happy to help. Don't have anything to sell you. I just genuinely like helping people. So you're always, always free to, you know, either hit us up on our website or just shoot me an email or, you know, DM me on Instagram. I'm here. Well, hell yeah, Kendall. Y'all heard it first, you know, these next Q4 going to be epic so hit him up <laughs> for sure man it's gonna be very interesting you know just because i'm curious to see with with everything going on right now with covid um to see if there's gonna be a second wave or um not that i'm like want that to happen but to really see how the financial situation is as well as you know since there is gonna be an election i'm curious to see how those elections are gonna affect the cpms with bigger advertisers bidding on you know broad keywords as i bet trump's teams are not really doing any targeting we're probably doing demographic-based targeting or location-based targeting. I, I feel like they're past interest-level targeting at this point um, oh, for how much money they're spending, you know? Yeah. Oh, they're, yeah, they're dumping buckets of money in there. Yeah, so they're spending millions a week, so I'm curious to see how that's going to affect the CPMs. Um, so, And also with FedEx and USPS, 
Um, it's going to be very interesting scaling just because, you know, we do sell a consumable. So I'm just curious to see how that's going to affect the LTV of the customers, especially because, you know, this Q4, even though there's going to be a big e-commerce boom, you know, fulfillment companies and, you know, US, USPS, FedEx and all the other companies, especially with the election coming around, it's going to be very interesting to see if they're going to be able to handle the volume. And if they're not, you know, how much delays are going to be, because as you know, like UPS and FedEx, um, UPS, UPS, USPS, FedEx, and all these other companies, they all actually do leverage um, United Postal Service still. So yep. they're just marking up their prices a little bit. So even if they're, those companies if those companies get backed up, you know, the only who God knows how backed up the Postal Service is going to be. Oh, it's going to be absolute bananas. But, you know, this is exactly why we have to have you on towards the end of Q4 to kind of, you know, figure out what's been going on man i'm pumped to kind of catch up and get you on this for a v2 maybe two or three months down the road to kind of see how q4 is treating you so far for sure man i really appreciate you and your time today i'm definitely excited to see uh you know the goal is definitely i want to have my first seven figure q4 on this brand so doing three hundred thousand a month if we do that we should should hit there for sure hell yeah well kendall man it was it was a, a treasure chest of goodies man much appreciated but you know, thanks for coming on, man. For sure, for sure. And God bless, guys. Look forward to being back on pretty soon here. Hell yeah. Well, everybody, have a good one.